one specific thing being my, my drug addiction and my alcohol addiction, but there was also a lot in my childhood as a whole dealing with abuse and abandonment. I just remember I felt so vacant and alone and raw and confused about everything. I was once the victim, but I became my own perpetrator. But my addiction and mentality and, and the bondage of my past still had such a strong hold on me that I started destroying any opportunity that came. But I knew that I needed to focus on healing because if I didn't heal, that it didn't matter what came my way, I knew I would destroy it in the process. In my day-to-day -to -day life today, like, you know, because I've changed this far and I still have so much farther to go. But as long as I stay willing to do that, then I can keep growing forward and up. The moment that I'm not willing, I feel like I can start growing back towards who I used to be. We are here today with Brittany Davis. Hi, Brittany. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. Good, so Brittany is a wellness and health coach, a dancer, and also an amazing Cirque performer. Awesome. <laughs> We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. So, Brittany, at Be Raw, we have this philosophy that as humans, people, we all go through different challenges during the course of our life. And those challenge, challenge or challenges turn us into more resilient people. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you become more authentic about who you are during it and mm -hmm. from it. And you're also willing to move on from it and not simmer in that challenge, but honor it and move forward. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you today, what's, if you think back to that one challenge that really made you raw, what would you pick? Oh, it's uh, interesting that you say that. I mean, I can think of one specific thing being my, my drug addiction and my alcohol addiction, but there was also a lot in my childhood as a whole dealing with abuse and abandonment. So the whole thing, the whole experience that it was pretty much made me raw emotionally, mentally. It, it stripped a lot of things away right. that I've been rebuilding in the last, um, I've been clean and sober for five and a half years. Wow, amazing. High five to Thank that. you. That's awesome. <laughs> it's weird. I'm kind of like, it's a weird thing, but it's also a very, really awesome feeling. It's amazing. Thank it's you. It's an amazing thing and a huge accomplishment. It's not an easy journey, I'm sure. It's not, but I see it more and more. A lot of people going through it, a lot of people opening up about it, you know. So it's nice to find those people that uh, have that common bond with, you know, and that we can kind of share. And, I, and it's actually interesting that I have found a lot of people. We may not have had the same situation, like mine might be drug addiction and abandonment and abuse, whereas other people might have medical, but the feelings seem to be the same. Right. Well, you just, that's interesting you say that. So that's the whole premise of what raw really means is that we all have challenges and some of them is drug addiction. The other one might be battling cancer, but we're all one community because we've mm -hmm. gone through something that's really stripped us to our core, mm -hmm. but we've rebuilt ourselves from it and we gained the strength from it and it didn't tear us down. So, so you said, you know, your childhood that you had abuse. And so if you were to think back to maybe that first kind of experience that really made you realize like, oh shit, <laughs> like this is really tough, mm. but I'm somehow going to work through it. What would that be? I, interestingly enough, um, March 10th is around the corner and 
I remember I was 15. It was Mar coming up on March 10th. Well, it was actually March 10th to the day. I remember I fell to my knees and I was raised with religion and I, I, I have nothing against it. But at this time, I was really baffled by religion because of what I was seeing with my family, mm. you know, like super religion. And then it was like drama and chaos and mental illness and the, the drug addiction. And I remember I fell to my knees and I prayed. And I was like, whatever universal spirit, God, I don't care what you are. If you're out there, I need you to help me. I need you to help me now. Because at that point, I was living at a dealer's house. He liked to... At 15? At 15. My mom was in her addiction. My dad really had no idea what was going on. And at that time, I didn't think my dad wanted anything to do with me. Um, that's the story that I was told. Right. Um, and the dealer liked to drug up 15-year-old girls, and he liked to sleep with them. And, and that was kind of the deal that was in that house. And I just remember feeling absolutely, utterly alone. I felt like I couldn't trust anybody. Anybody who I tried to reach out to betrayed me. This is, and this was my feeling at the time. I later learned I always have a part. But, you know, at 15, I, I didn't have the maturity or the wisdom to know what was going on. It's actually when I moved to L.A. Um, this was flash forward. I'm 23. And I moved to L.A. to be a dancer. And it was, like, the one thing I wanted. The one thing in life. I mean, I tried saving. I'd always try to save money and, like, moved to LA. That was like the thing. And I always ended up drinking my money or, you know, it always ended up gone. Right. But I remember I was in LA and my cousin had flown me out here. I hadn't talked to her in 10 years. It was a call that came out of nowhere. She flew me here and was like, do you want to be a dancer? So she started putting me in classes and stuff. And long story short, I started getting into meeting the right people, but my addiction and mentality and, and the bondage of my past still had such a strong hold on me that I started destroying any opportunity that came. You know, as far self -sabotage. as self-sabotage, you know, I went, I got to do a short film with these amazing dancers who have great careers and we all went out to celebrate and I got completely wasted and I don't know what happened, but I passed out in the middle of the bar and they all had to take me to the hospital. It was just, it's drama. It's right. But chaos. it's all you knew. It's all I knew, you know, and then the shame from that, I ended up hanging out in East LA with my favorite people, which were Cholos and gangbangers. Oh <laughs> God. I thought they were family oriented and they're good people, but it's right. just, you know, it wasn't my world and I, I just ended up there. So it was like I came out here to dance. Once again, I came out here to achieve a dream and I was sabotaging myself back, you know, into jail, which is what happened. I got arrested out here and it was just the same muck. And I remember I was so sick and tired of it that um, I had that same prayer that I had when I was 15. Cause hmm. When I was 15, I did that prayer, and I'm kidding you not, 10 minutes later, the feds kicked in the doors. They got me, the CPS got me, put me with my dad. I went back to high school. My dad became a part oh, wow. of my life. Like, things got better. Wow. So things got better for a while, and then the problem was I never dealt with the core issue. I never dealt with me. I just was trying to mask it with antidepressants and not that I have anything against it, but right. I was just trying outside stuff to fix the inside, and it didn't work. So flash forward again, when I did that prayer, I run into a cholo on a bus, and when I poured my life story to this poor guy. I feel so bad about it, but I did. And he was just like, uh, what do I do? But he worked at a place called Homeboy Industries in downtown Los Angeles. He's like, I have a place that I think will help you. So I started going to Homeboys every day. I didn't work there. I didn't know what to expect. And, and what I, was it? What did it do for you? Homeboy Industries, I love that place. They have, um, it, they try to help people from prison get, you know, especially from gangs, get jobs and 
pro bono attorneys and they have drug addiction counseling. They have this whole program trying to help these gang members change their lives. Hmm. Whereas I was not a gang member, but I love them. So I went and I found, you know, support groups and I found um, people. They had like an art thing. You know, I just started getting involved in something that wasn't me and that was different than what I was used to. And by doing so, I ended up getting hired there and I worked at the Homegirl Cafe for a while. Wow. Super rad. I think I was the only white person at the time. <laughs> Not anymore. I think there's more, but I was for sure like the only white person there. Oh my. And, yeah. and that, and from there you started going into dancing and that kind of helped you get back on your feet? I think actually I knew because I was so emotionally raw and confused about things that um, I needed to take care of me for the first time. The adult me needed to take care of the 15-year-old me. So I actually went and sought help and, and, and really took care of what I needed to to heal within myself. And dance did start to come back. It started flowing back in pretty quickly, but I knew that I needed to focus on healing. Because if I didn't heal, that it didn't matter what came my way, I knew I would destroy it in the process. And I, so I'm going to ask you, so there's you know, kids who deal with, unfortunately, the same issues you've experienced, whether it's the abuse, the addiction, what would you tell them? How, what advice would you give in mm. an effort to help them not bury themselves in that challenge? So much I would say, but I think the first thing that I would say is something that I still struggle with today um, is to not lose your voice and to not be afraid to ask for help. And even if you ask for help and it gets turned down from that person, that doesn't mean that it's all lost. There's going to be something or someone willing to help. Now, they're not willing to carry you through it. You have to meet people halfway, you know, but don't just sit in it. Don't be afraid to, you know, to come out and, and, and also be willing to do things differently. Because if you keep doing the same things, I mean, they have that definition of insanity, but you keep doing it, you're going to get the same result. And I'm like, for me, that's living in suffering to right. keep doing the same thing and, and wanting something different. I have to do something different. And you accept it and you've accepted yourself and your challenges and yeah, really has made you a great person. So, Thank you. I'm so, that makes me so happy. Oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so if I were to ask you to pick one word from the acronym RAW <clears throat> to best describe you, Brittany, what would that be? Would it be resilient? authentic or willing oh i know there's those are so good though uh, um, i think willingness speaks to me the most because even with things that i deal with today the key of being willing to see things differently or willing to take a different action or willing to just be wrong or whatever willing to do things differently really changes the course of my life in my day-to-day -day life today like you know because I've changed this far and I still have so much farther to go but as long as I stay willing to do that then I can keep growing forward and up the moment that I'm not willing I feel like I can start growing back towards who I used to be right so there's always that default setting we've made as kids so of you know it's kind of separating that that's interesting because when I asked you the word I would pick willing for you so, because you've been willing to come through this journey and to make these shifts hmm. continuously. So, but you are officially a member of the B-Rock family. I'm so excited! <laughs> We're excited to have you as one of our, one of our members. Oh, thank and you. I wanted to share 
a B Raw shirt with you. I'm so excited. Oh, this you can have. I'm totally gonna wear this for my clients, <laughs> by the way. I love it. I'm gonna be a spokesperson I for love it. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you.